ask Sarah for a roll call attendance, please. Mayor View. Mr. Wagner. Here. Mr. Barcelo. Mr. Doubt. Here. Mrs. Perrette. Present. Mrs. Schofield. Here. Mr. Shumsky. Here. Mr. Lamoth. Here. Mr. Gerard. Here. Mr. Bernard. Mrs. Lopes. Present. Mr. Zatella. Yes. 10 present, two absent. I ask for a moment of silence that will be observed for those who serve in the military and for others who help protect us. I'd like to go around the room and ask if anyone has any public announcements. Committee members, I'll start with Mr. Gerard, please. Thank you. Uh, I would just like to take a minute and uh, offer up condolences to um, the Burkott family. Uh, Steve was a great chief for many years, and certainly he's going to be missed. He did a lot uh, for the city, for the schools, for public safety, and uh, we certainly will miss him. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Pratt. Uh, we have. We may have already said this, I'm not sure, but I just recently learned of uh, the past superintendent, Mrs. Cove's passing, and condolences are extended to her family as well. She was a wonderful superintendent. And I will um, ask the public to please be conscious when driving to um, watch for the school bus lights and stop signs, as well as to be careful when driving on Springfield Street. I happen to be coming down Springfield Street and there's a no passing zone and there are cars parked on both sides of the street and a car proceeded to pass me as I was driving the speed limit. And certainly if somebody was coming out from any of the side streets or crossing the street in between cars, even with looking both ways, could have um, gotten hit because it's a no passing area and um, we just want everyone to be particularly, pay close attention to their driving habits. We certainly don't want any accidents to happen. Thank you. Mr. Wagner? Mr. Doubt? I'm all set, thank you. Mr. Barcelo? I'm all set, thank you. Mr. Lamath? Pass, I'm all set. Mrs. Schofield? All set. Mr. Shumsky? Yes, I just wanna, I heard some very good news that Sophia, the student at Bellamy who had surgery at the last meeting, we all wore blue to um, represent her. She's doing well and recovering well, and I want to wish her a fast and speedy recovery. And I also want to send my condolences out to the Burkhoff family. He was the fire um, safety officer in the schools for many years, and I want to give my condolences to his family. Thank you. Mr. Satella? Okay, public announcements by our superintendent. Uh, thank you, Ms. Lopes. Uh, I have a couple announcements. First, I just wanted to um, highlight an article about uh, Chicopee Fresh that was in the Valley Bounty, which is part of the community um, involved in sustaining agriculture news. Um, and I'll read a couple of quotes from the article, but also pass around some pictures about some of the food that they took about the Chicopee uh, Fresh uh, Food Services Department. Chicopee Fresh has a mission to combat food insecurity while supporting the local economy. The program is making a difference with a grab-and-go breakfast and or breakfast in the classroom in all the schools, nutritious lunches, and even in classroom catering for special occasions. Um, Chicopee Fresh 
is the Farmer School Program or the Chicopee Public Schools. Almost eight years ago, the district got a grant from the Kendall Foundation to launch Chicopee Fresh, enabling Chicopee school cafeterias to connect with local farmers and food producers to set up systems that could be copied by other school districts and develop, uh, develop school gardens. The dynamic initiative set strong roots to overhaul the school lunch program and introduce locally sourced ingredients. Today, the Director of Food Services, Melanie Wilk, and her team of 105 employees serve 5,500 luncheons per day across 15 schools. Annually, Chicopee Fresh serves close to 900,000 meals with a food budget around $3 million. Approximately 15% of that, or 450,000, is spent on locally sourced products. Wilk notes that we hope that exposing different foods from seed to tray at school and involving kids in the process will inspire students to take home what they've learned to their families. It's about helping students form a positive relationship with food and learning how food impacts the local economy and recognizing how healthy food affects their bodies. Chicopee is also one of the only local school districts with a full-time farm-to-school program coordinator. Her name is Ms. Brianna Jackson. In this role, Ms. Jackson manages the non-school gardens and farm-to-school activities, including planning and harvesting and developing new recipes to align with the Harvest of the Month program from the state. When restrictions imposed by COVID-19 meant that parents could not bring food from home for classroom celebrations, the team launched classroom catering to offer fun, healthy treats for birthdays and celebrations at a low cost to parents. Because the catering is run through the Chicopee Fresh Food delivered to the classrooms is check and accommodate student allergies. Um, most recently, they applied for a fruit uh, security infrastructure grant and they received a 153,000 to fund a food truck. With the food truck last summer, Chicopee Fresh handed out meals at libraries, four parks and community centers and increased the amount of summer meals they handed out by the thousands. Ms. Wilk notes, we were looking to parts of Chicopee where we're missing. Now the truck is used for after school meal pickup at the Chicopee Library during the school year. So I just wanted to highlight some uh, this article that, like I said, was in the press room about the Chicopee Fresh program and the Chicopee Public Schools. Another announcement, I just wanted to make sure that we welcome again um, Joelle Forson again, who is a student advisory count rep to the school committee for his first meeting. Welcome and thank you for your participation. Thank you. Thank you, Superintendent. We have two visitors this evening. We have our high school principals from Chicopee Comprehensive High School, Principal Andrew Lamoth, and we also have our principal from Chicopee High School, Principal Carol Cruiser, and we'd like you to come and give us a presentation, please. We welcome you and all the staff that's in your audience this evening. No, thank you. All right, I want to thank you very much for having us today. Thanks to the school committee, and it's nice to see Joel here, who represents all three high schools in the district, so thank you for coming. Uh, we have the state of the schools today. There's a lot of great things going on at Chicopee High School, but I just want to highlight a few of the big ones. And I'm trying here. It's not working. We tried it. No, I need a slide. All right, so we're going to go over who we are as a building, a couple new initiatives, and then questions that you may have. Chickabee High, who we are as a building, uh, compared to the district, 
We have 435 males, 464 females, two non-binary for a total of 901 students. Went down a little as the year progressed. We have 5.7% African-American, 2.3% Asian, 51.6% Hispanic, 36.5% white, and 4.4% multi-race non-Hispanic. For our subgroups, uh, first language non-English is 18.9%. English language learners are 6.8. Low income, we're at 71.2%, just about the same as the district. Student with disabilities, 18.4%, very similar to the district, and our high needs is 75.9%. Wow. So one of the things we've been talking about the last few years, but it's really taking a, a positive turn, especially after coming out of the pandemic, is our pathways. We're very excited that we have uh, our own CTE coordinator, Lori Parzek, to help with the district, help with uh, Carl Ingram and myself and a lot of other people. As we are expanding, we have our Health Science Academy, which is going very strong. That was our first one. We are hoping to start construction of a sim lab so we, the students can get hands-on uh, hands-on practice for their health academy. We also have criminal justice, business, photojournalism, video TV production, graphic communications, and cosmetology. We have a small lab now, but we will be expanding that lab so that we have shampoo stations um, and really dig into this very popular pathway. Two new pathways that we are in the very beginning stages of and that will be expanded next year are our education pathway, We'll be incorporating our preschool and developing and promoting teacher education, not just at the elementary level, but also at the middle and secondary level. And we're also starting with our hospitality pathway, and that will be combining uh, culinary, business, travel, and tourism. So we're very, very excited about these pathways and being able to give our students a lot of hands-on experience and something that they can take with them with skills. Part of this is also community support and collaboration. We're very excited for how the community has come together, the support we've received from Chicopee and from surrounding communities. We have an EMT program now that seniors can obtain their certification and become an EMT. We are just starting with uh, Porter and Chester developing a career exploratory program where students will go at the end of the day, seventh period, and get to uh, try a lot of different occupations at Porter and Chester and get credit for it. And that is through combination of support from the district and Porter and Chester. We have our NAF Business Academy. We have our Business Advisory Board, which has a lot of people in the community from Elms, uh, from Junior Achievement, from a lot of different people that have come together to help us with our Business Academy. Included in that is area colleges as we strive to increase our early college and dual enrollment offerings. And all of this will also help increase our internships for our students. And then the other initiative or focus that I want to talk about is what we're doing for instruction. We have been working on this for the last few years. It's part of our improvement plan. But we're really increasing the number of special education professionals to make sure that students are getting all the services that they need. We have a nationally recognized consultant, Lisa Diekert, who is working with us, uh, coming up here from Florida, 
quite a few times during the year. She's written six books. She is considered one of the best experts in the country. And she's working with us on intensive and collaborative workshops. Uh, in addition to this, we have offered extra special education professional development. We've done it after school on Saturdays and other times, and it's been very well attended. In addition, we have a focus on improving math instruction. So uh, with the help of a lot of staff, we're increasing professional development for math and math instruction. And this includes, and we're really excited to have Mike Flynn come back. He did a lot of PD. No, I shouldn't say a lot. He did a few PDs for us um, during the pandemic, as he is an expert on technology and math instruction. And we're very excited to have him back. He used to um, be at Mount Holyoke in South Halley. Now he's all over the country. So he'll be coming in in the next month or two to help us with math instruction and professional development. We're also offering, again, we've done this for a couple years, but in February and April during vacation, we will be doing some acceleration academies to help reinforce math skills and to get students uh, back on par to where they need because of after the last few years have been a little rough as we know. So I know I went a little quickly, um, but if you have any questions. Questions now or when you're both done? It's up to you. Mr. Elmath. Yeah, you said you had 75.9% high needs. How does that compare to, say, two years ago or, or even pre-pandemic? It has increased. I don't have the right number, but I think pre-pandemic, we, we were hovering around the mid to high 60s. Okay. And the academies that you have for February and April, you said this is not the first time. What were the numbers like attending that? So we try to have a, like a 10 to 1 ratio with the teachers. So we've been able to do 30 to 50, depending on the age group and which, whether it's February or April. So we've done math. We've also last year did one for seniors who needed extra help to catch up with work in order to graduate on time. And there we had about 40. So the, 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 the want for these classes by the students is there? It is there, yes. You know, they're, they're willing to give up some of their vacation in order to get some small group instruction, some one-on-one -on -one instruction, and to be able to reinforce what they learned in class. Thank you. Mr. Chomsky? Yeah, thank you for coming tonight. I appreciate it. I have a few questions. Uh, my first one was in regards to Lisa Deeger and Mike Flynn. I was wondering what you as a school are hoping to benefit from by having these two people come in and help I was wondering what Lisa Deeker and Mike Flynn, what you as a school are hoping to benefit from by having these consultants come in. So Lisa Deeker has been working with the district, not just Dick High, but worked the district for the past few years. And her expertise, she has quite a few expertise, but her expertise is really on co-teaching, which we started before the pandemic. And obviously, like everything else, um, it, was a little, it, it was a little difficult with the pandemic happening. But we have come strides with co-teaching, and we have seen the benefits, and we have seen the increases. So we've worked the entire district. So the other thing that she is an expert on is how to uh, incorporate technology in classes, how to make sure that all students with all abilities and all needs can access the curriculum, and also how teachers can make sure they're differentiating for all the students in their class, do small group, station work. So we're always open to outside experts to come in and collaborate with them, and it's been a wonderful collaboration. That's awesome. 
And my next question was in regards to ROTC and possibly internships with Westover. We do have them as our, as our neighbor, and could we possibly offer those kids um, internships in regards to their preferred MOS or however the military would allow us to? Is that a possibility? So Major Bate is extremely active. He has close ties with Westover. They go over there a couple times a year. He also has close ties with UMass. Um, so the uh, ROTC is doing a lot of different things. Turn your head away. All right. Thank you. Mr. Satella? Um, what was the question, please? So area colleges that we work with. So we work with quite a few. So the Health Academy, we work with Holyoke Community College. We work with Elms a great deal. Uh, we've also worked with STCC. We have colleges that we work with with Gear Up that come into the colleges and help seniors. Um, so we reach out and they reach out to us and we're very happy to work with any of the local colleges around. You said that they are dual enrollment. Does that mean that they leave the camp, leave the school and get to that college? Conceptually, they can in certain cases, depending on the student and what they want. We have had times where they go to the college and take the class. Uh, with so many online classes now, they can also take them online. You're welcome. Anyone else this evening? Sandra, Ms. Brett. Can you please share with me what internships our students are currently doing? You said to increase the student internships. What do we currently have for our students? So we base the internships on student interest. So we have students who go to, um, they can go to the bank. Uh, they, we have ones that work with the teachers in the building and with our education pathway, we're hoping to expand that in our building and other buildings. Um, they, we have an excellent career center that Kara uh, Blanchard and her staff that really try to pair what the student would like with what's out there. So um, Kara Blanchard and her staff also work with the Business Advisory Board, so they work with Junior Achievement. So we have gotten students wherever they might like to be. Um, we've gotten them work with police station, we've had ones work with law offices. So they really try to pair it with what the students say they would like. Okay, thank you. Mr. Dat was next, and then Mr. Gerard. And Mr. Wagner. Yeah, I just had a question about the uh, acceleration academies. Um, I'm going to call it a ceiling just because I don't, I don't know what else to refer to it as. But whatever the, like, the most amount of kids, d does the program, not saying that there's not enough students participating in it, but the, the ceiling, does that exist due to a, a cap of interest or due to uh, staffing? It, it's... It's interest or that they're going on vacation or have other plans. So we would, we would service whoever wants to come. We can find the staff. So sometimes it's just they have vacation or, or what other things going on that week. But if the students want to come, we find the staff. Okay, thank you. Yep. Mr. Gerard and then Mr. Wagner. Thank you, Sue. Um, it's great to see the district uh, diversifying uh, by offering these new programs. Um, <clears throat> clearly, we have a shortage of EMTs. We have a shortage of police officers. Um, what's the feedback with the and the enrollment? Uh, is there a lot of kids or students taking place in some of these programs? So right now we have about 102 in the pathways, and every year it's increasing. So especially 
with the expansion, getting the word out there. We've had the CTE program, myself, Mr. Ingram, Ms. Parzik go down to the middle schools, talk about what interests them. So we're trying to get it out there. This is what the programs are offering. This is what you can do. Uh, so in, with adding hospitality, education, the Port and Trustor, the EMT, my hope is that to, to get the news out there, all these things that we have at Chickabee High that could be benefited, and we are hoping to increase those numbers greatly. Well, that's great to hear, and certainly there's a, there's a big need for all this. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, I'd like to see the district, you know, keeping our eyes and ears open, uh, you know, as to what trades, um, you know, are, are up and coming. Uh, you know, there's, they're talking there's shortages of uh, carpenters out there, there's uh, shortages of, uh, you know, uh, heating contractors and things like that. So, you know, I think it's very important uh, that we as a district um, continue improving on some of those uh, classes that we can offer. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I know that uh, the, pathway, the pathways that you have on, uh, aren't the same thing as the career tech programs offered under Mass General Law. Um, however, yeah, I'd like to ask, are you, uh, this is more directed to Mr. Mr. Lamont too as well, I guess. Are you guys seeing less of a strain put on that CT program over at COMP as you add and expand more to these programs? That's a question to you. Sorry, can you just elaborate a little bit more? You said strain on the program. Sure, sure. So I know that you know they, these have always been competitive programs with with lots of people trying to get in over at Chickabee Comp. All right. Um, you know, has there been been less of that, less competition for spots in some of the trades? Uh, we're, we're not seeing that. We're definitely seeing uh, we're definitely seeing a lot of competition. Um, definitely some uh, areas kids would prefer to get in, that fill up quicker uh, and have more interest, but we, we definitely aren't having any, any concern filling our, our uh, program areas by any means. Mrs. Perrette? With the increase in these programs that are being offered to the students and engaging them more, have you found that there is an increase in the graduation rate? So it, I think it's too early to directly correlate the graduation rate with the pathways. Um, but I think you're going to be able to see that. So the classes that we have that we continue to be able to add hands-on at Chickabee High, um, for instance, we have a great uh, screen printing class in, uh, in one of our pathways, which is extremely popular. And the more and more we get the kids to be able to get up and do hands-on things that interest them, that they see their f possible future in, the more excited and engaged they get. So we definitely will see an increase in that graduation rate. Um, with everything gone on the past few years, it would be hard to correlate that right now. But we're definitely seeing the interest. What is the graduation rate at Chickabee High for the past year? This last past year? Mm -hmm. um, I would have to, I don't know off the top of my head. I believe it's, yeah, I, I, I don't want to tell you the wrong number, so I will get back to you on that. But it's okay. pretty high. Thank you. Yep. Anyone else for Principal Cruiser? Thank you. Good evening. Thanks so much for having us. I appreciate it. Um, so just to go through very briefly uh, some of our data here at Chigabee Comp. Uh, so slight difference as far as Chigabee High School goes in male-female ratio. Uh, 
we are a lot more right in line with the district uh, with 700 males to just under 500 as far as the females go. Um, the total about 1,200 uh, last week when I pulled right on the nose, 1,200. Uh, so up a little bit than we have been for the last number of years. Um, a lot of this is due to we had a small graduating class last year uh, in the 240 range, and we replaced that with almost 330 incoming freshmen. Um, so that's brought our number back up a little bit more uh, to 1,200, and we'll probably see that even just grow a little bit more going into next year. Um, as a building, uh, as far as our percentages go, you can see them there, African-American at about just over 3%, and Asian a percent, uh, Hispanic, uh, sorry, so African-American we've seen grow about 1% uh, from 2021 to 2022, uh, and then our Hispanic subgroup has grown about 6.5% uh, from just 2021 uh, to 2022, while our white subgroup has shrunk by about 7% over the last year and about 2% uh, from the year before that. So these trends have con definitely continued uh, over the last few years. Um, and then just a little more detail here uh, in regards to our students. Uh, so you can compare us obviously to the district there um, with first language, not English, uh, English language learners, low income, a little bit below the district there, students with disabilities, um, high needs. And then I added in a, another uh, number at the bottom because I figured it would be a question at what percentage of our students or what number of our students is in career tech chapter 74 programs and that falls just under about 45 percent. So I just wanted to focus a little bit on culture. A lot of great things going on uh, at comp. Uh, so just to highlight a few of those. Some of them new this year. Some maybe started in the spring last year. So attendance initiatives first, um, two fantastic um, staff members, Kate Bassett, our attendance assistant, and Gavin Miller, uh, who we're lucky enough to have working with us on a daily basis, our truancy officer from the Hamden County Sheriff's Department. Um, working in regards to our attendance, uh, we're doing some monthly raffles, uh, try to highlight the students with good attendance, um, positive attendance, and even perfect attendance. Um, they do these monthly raffles, um, and students can enter up to four times per month, depending on the week and how many times they have perfect attendance, for a chance to win prizes, you know, uh, school apparel, LED light strips, wireless earbuds, Apple Watch accessories, different things like that, trying to, trying to offer some of the things that the kids really like right now. Um, now, on the, kind of on the other side of things, we have started back up our monthly attendance meetings, uh, meetings with our guidance staff, our special ed staff, um, building admin, um, our attendance office, Kate Bassett, Katie Jeffrey, uh, coming over from the school department to talk about some of the students that um, aren't necessarily getting to school uh, on a regular basis and trying to target some of those students, uh, maybe even by using the Hamden County Sheriff's Department, uh, knock on some of those doors and try to see what we can do uh, to get those students to come in. Um, I just had uh, on the attendance raffle, a um, little bit out of order here, but uh, students have been receptive to our attendance raffle. Um, we have seen an increase in our overall attendance rates over the past of the course year. Uh, that could be for a number of different reasons. Uh, the raffle could be one of those. Uh, average attendance from mid-September last year to January was about 92.7% 
one year ago, just over a year ago, and this year we're at about 93.66%. So we've seen about a percentage increase. Um, I'd like to contribute that to some of the initiatives that we've kind of undertaken. Um, and then uh, the tardy notifications is something we've just started more recent uh, within probably the last month to six weeks uh, that we've been able to develop a system uh, where when students arrive late to school, we have them sign their ID, we have them uh, sign in a second time, uh, and after the school day starts, we can send an instant notification through email uh, to all their parents just to let them know that their students are signing in late. The parents are not always aware. Um, so just as another point of information. Uh, the Biliteracy Club, uh, something being mirrored in both schools here, but with a focus on um, our students uh, that speak several languages and a focus on uh, our world language department um, and encouraging students uh, to, per to proceed through two, three, and even four years of a language in the hope uh, of attaining that state seal of biliteracy. Um, an idea put forth uh, by the Bayos, Joaquin Bayo and um, Ms. Bayo over at Chicopee High School, as well as Juliet Burke, our content specialist um, working in that, in that area, our humanities area, um, to help build support for students to achieve the state seal of biliteracy and in our help of celebrating multiple languages. Uh, so this year, for instance, when we test on April 5th and April 6th, we have 22 students testing this year. Last year, we only had two. So something that the Bioliteracy Club has, has played a major part in, the work of, of Ms. Burke. Um, so we have 22 students testing in four languages this year. Uh, those languages, Spanish, Chinese, Portuguese, and actually Luganda. Um, so the four languages will be testing in this year. So something that we're very, very excited about. Uh, might be something simple, but at the same time, uh, on our second floor, we've been highlighting um, different cultures, uh, our students come from a variety of different cultures. Um, through the use of our international club, advised by Ms. Gomez, um, that's being updated frequently, celebrating our students' differences, as well as positivity. Um, I actually have a slide, I just wanna pop ahead here. So you can see some of those different things as we got into the new year, um, Hispanic Heritage Month, month African American Month, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of celebrate some of those things. Um, you know, how to, how to say hello in a number of different languages, different small things like that, but at the same time trying to build culture um, and try to build a positive at the same time. Um, also in line with our district and building focus on equity and inclusion as well. Uh, something that is just in its infancy stages now, but as we brought back our, our school council, um, our, our first school council meeting just a couple months ago, um, our focus in that school council meeting, we sat down and we talked and we decided as a group that our focus would be um, primarily in the ideas of culture, um, student engagement, parent engagement, and how we can start building that more parent involvement, student involvement. Um, so I'm excited to see what comes out of that committee uh, and some new ideas and initiatives um, that come there. Maybe some monthly or quarterly incentives for students, school-wide initiatives, um, different things like that. So the more staff that we can get involved in that, um, the better, the more new ideas that we can, that we can bring in. Um, and to leave with, uh, I guess, just a, a focus on building and culture at the same time, but making sure our preschool students feel included into the building. So last year, we started a preschool program at Chicopee High. Um, as the year was going, we were kind of building the program uh, due to uh, shortages and ordering shortages that everybody was experiencing. Um, 
we were having issues getting some of our materials in, you know, to start the year. But continuing the focus moving forward, um, we had purchased some playground furniture and things like that last year, equipment, um, but unfortunately we weren't quite prepared uh, coming out of the pandemic um, to get that into our courtyard. So working with our horticulture program uh, and two of our instructors, John Duff and Jeff Pronovos, we were able to renovate our courtyard area. As you can see, it looks beautiful. Um, still no snow in the courtyard at this time, but um, you know, a safe, secure place for our preschool kids to play as well. Um, so trying to build culture throughout the building, you know, we don't want to overlook our preschool students that they, you know, are our little cults, so to speak, you know, feel comfortable in the building um, at the same time. So those that have been through comp many times, you know, there's been a removal of, you know, our pond area, some of the retaining walls and things and trying to simplify the landscape a little bit. You know, they can get out there and play Frisbee and play some games. Like I said, in that secured environment after lunch. Um, so, and installed some sod and wood chips, obviously, to, uh, to clean that up a little bit. So, I mean, that's what I had for today. Um, what questions do you have? Mr. Shumsky? Yes, so thank you again for coming. I appreciate it. My first question, I have two questions. My first one is in regards to the expansion of CTE. I know in the past we have talked about HVAC and plumbing. I have advocated for those as myself. What is the status on those and if we are going to expand CTE? and how would we approach that if we were going to? Yeah, um, as far as I'm aware at this point, they're still kind of in the conversational uh, stage, uh, kind of taking a look at other districts, um, you know, and what seems to be working. Uh, I really don't believe we're looking to expand uh, until the, the maintenance uh, program is underway. And hopefully at that point when we regain some more space, we can look at uh, potentially expanding to a couple other program areas. I would push more to Mr. Morton um, with the input of Mr. Ingram uh, when it comes to adding additional programming, okay. whatever they believe is the best. Right. My next question was actually for both schools in regards to discipline. Have you seen an increase or a decrease in discipline issues and with these new initiatives taking place? Uh, we've definitely seen an increase. Uh, we've definitely seen an increase since the pandemic. Um, I mean, uh, just voted on a fourth vice principal, and I think that is, I think that is essential. I'm very uh, happy, uh, uh, delighted to hear that. Uh, I, th I feel it, it, it'll definitely help uh, significantly. Um, but, you know, kind of our focus on culture, um, I hope we see a more immediate uh, help in that regard, but I guess a little bit more of a long-term approach, uh, but building the culture from the bottom there. The more we can find that the kids feel connected to the school, uh, whether it's clubs, activities, uh, athletics, anything like that that we can build, um, hopefully we'll see some of those behavior uh, concerns kind of dying down a bit. Thank you. Very similar. There's okay. definitely an increase in discipline, trying to get kids back. They're deregulated. We're trying to get them back into being a student, into the uh, the process and get them connected to the school, connected to the teachers, get them interested in extracurriculars again. Um, so it, it has been a struggle and I, I'm very, very grateful to the school committee and the district for understanding that uh, the needs are higher than they've ever been ever. And I do appreciate uh, being able to have a fourth VP because there's just so much to do and there's, the needs are extremely high and we want to make sure we give all the students the attention they need. Thank you. Mrs. Schofield? 
Uh, thank you both for your presentations. Um, I just wanted a, a kind of an update on like the use of yonder in the schools. Mm. Has how has that played with like discipline issues, or has it improved? Is it status quo? Just an update. Um, yonder, I believe, is a fairly smooth process at this point. Um, I guess I actually anticipated a slightly bumpier uh, transition to the new program. Um, there was definitely some, some students testing the process. Uh, at first, damaging the pouches, hiding phones. Um, I mean, that will probably always take place, um, but in a, in a much smaller, smaller setting. Um, but I feel like everybody's kind of got used to the process at this point, and it's relatively painless. So, it, so it's helped as far as discipline, major? Oh, yes. Yes, okay. Yes, absolutely. So it's been effective. I guess that's what I wanted to know. So th there's still some discipline issues that have to be addressed because if they're not following the procedure. The biggest takeaway is the engagement in the classroom is so much better and the discipline problems in the classroom are so much better. And they're much more focused on what they need to do. So it's definitely a positive experience. And then again, it is something on the administration to follow through for the, for the small amount of people who are not following the rules. Thank you very much. I'm glad that you made that initiative. <laughs> Mr. Lamoth. I don't know if this is one that should be addressed to Mr. Lamoth or to Mr. Morton, but I see the high needs in Chigabee Highs at 75.9 is 57.6 at, at COMP. Is that because of what's coming in from each of the middle schools, or is it because of vocational? Is there any logic to that? I think it may be a combination of both. <clears throat> We're just coming from the middle schools because I think you've seen Bellamy is filtering into COP and DuPont's going to Chickabee High. You've seen demographics flip at Bellamy and DuPont also, too. But I also think it's about the career and tech kids that are actually getting accepted in career and tech also. But that side of town of DuPont, Chickabee High, and Bo are pretty much our diverse part of town, um, our more diverse part of the, the part of the city. Yeah, there's uh, there's a number of things that play into that high needs too. Um, some of it may, may be even in the reporting um, of financial status of uh, families in the district as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something we can discuss and look at moving forward. So, so you're saying part of it could be that it's from a more affluent portion of the city, so therefore there's less, because there's less poverty, they don't filter into the high needs? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, the special ed status plays into it. The low income status plays into it. Um, that, that's what I'm saying. The yeah, low income right. part, the, the salary, the low income part is a factor in high needs. Correct. Okay. Right. And the low income, we're really only aware of as far as I know, and I may be incorrect as far as the reporting of it. So um, I mean, maybe, maybe we can do a little bit better as far as getting, getting families to reporting financial status, okay. but definitely some things we can look at. I was just can, trying to figure out why it would be so much higher. Well, because also we've changed the status, as Mr. Lamoff just now said, that it's now in direct search. So direct search of the state for actually for low income, is some people don't report if they're not direct certified. They may receive some type of services or they're too proud, but they don't take any type of initiative or take any type of services from the state, so they don't fall in that particular system. So it's not about tracking them down because every year we do put in a supplemental low income form 
for them also. And some people have to self-report, we try to track down. So that's a piece of it. I think also it depends on what type of special ed programs we have. There's different programs at Chicopee Comp, but there's different programs at Chicopee High School. That plays a part in the process also too. Okay, thank you. Mr. Satella. Intellectual stimulation is a hard sell out there these days by the number of creativity programs you've been obliged to stimulate. How far is this going to go? How far is, how far is what going to go? I mean, are we going to have to have 12 new programs every year to stimulate kids to come to school on time and have some interest in learning? I think it's always a continual process. Um, I think for always you have to see what interests the students, what will hook them in, um, and we always have to self-evaluate how we're doing, how we can make it better, what are the needs of our students, and we're also looking at the change, the, how the society changing and the world is changing um, as far as the jobs out there, the interests out there, and giving these students an idea of what they would like after high school, or even more importantly, what they wouldn't like after high school. Uh, they can knock some off the list, like I don't wanna do that, or I do wanna do that. Um, and that helps, them, that helps them decide, do I wanna go to college, do I wanna go to a tech school? Um, it just gives them more options. So we're always looking at what do the kids want and how can we get that for them. We are in the business of learning and uh, are you encouraged by what you see, both of you? I think the hands-on learning is definitely um, a huge positive. And I think so you're if right. we combine that with, with trying to get the students back to um, focusing on their education and still from the effects of the pandemic, we need a little bit of time because it's been a rough few years, but if you give, it, but you give these students time, they're gonna shine. Agreed, absolutely. I'd, I'd definitely like to give it some time. Some of the things that we're just kind of working on infusing right now to kind of see over two, three, five years kind of, kind of what that brings. But definitely both open to adapting to, you know, changing interests of students. Uh, obviously we went through a monumental shift here over the last number of years. Um, and it's taken a lot of work to, to make things, uh, I guess, relevant uh, or more relevant, I guess, to the environment today. But I'm hoping that shift is not changing as quickly over the, maybe the next five years that it has over the last five years. Thank you both. Thank you both for sharing. Anyone else? Mrs. Pratt. Just uh, on, on the um, attendance rate, how is that at both high schools? <clears throat> um, attendance rate, we are kind of along with the statistic I shared there. We're pretty much right on point with um, how we've been previous years and even maybe previous to the pandemic. Uh, I want to say most months we're running around 90 to 92%. Uh, before Christmas, we were down just a little bit. Um, more specific than that, I, I'm, I'm a little foggy, but it, it's definitely shared with us monthly. Uh, and we're around where we've been. It's not like we're dramatically better or, or the opposite. Where we've been pre-pandemic? We're right around where we were pre-pandemic, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pre-pandemic, we were around 92%. Uh, now we're averaging a little bit about 90, sometimes 89 or 80, 88%. 
It has been a little bit lower um, for multiple reasons, including still illness. So we, we definitely would like to increase our attendance and we're doing the same things that Chickabee Comp is doing for that. So it's a combination of focusing on the attendance but also understanding that there are people who are, are sick and, and taking care not to come to school when they're sick. So we're, we're hovering around 90% right now. So we would like to increase that. Is, is there something that um, you would like to see in your schools that are not there now? That's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes. <laughs> I, I guess the only thing I would say is that um, we all know that there is, a there is a teacher shortage out there. We do have difficulty filling positions. Um, so I'm very excited about the education pathway. I think that some of, our, uh, some of our best teachers and the ones that love to be here are the ones who actually went to school in Chicopee and they come back and they want to be here. So in the, I love the fact that we're building this education pathway and hopefully encourage people to go into education and come back to their community. Um, but we have to really realize that there is a teacher shortage. So what I, I always want to know what the colleges are doing, what scholarships are available for students. You know, you need a bachelor's degree and then a master's to be a teacher. Um, so, you know, what kind of scholarships can people get? We, we need to look at recruiting, hiring, and retaining good teachers. Um, it is a really tough job right now, and it requires a lot of education. So I would, you know, even though we are wonderfully staffed and we have been very lucky, um, I would love to see more teachers. I would love to see more college programs and scholarships for students to get teaching degrees and master's degrees. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Lamath. Yeah, on the staffing, it, I, I went to visit DuPont today and he explained to me where he was with his staffing. And he's got some positions that he hasn't been able to get even applicants for. So I guess I'm gonna ask you the same question. Do you have positions that, that are sitting dormant because you can't get applicants? Yes, uh, I'm uh, sitting on a special ed position right now. Uh, and we're watching school spring. Uh, every so often a candidate pops up, um, a candidate, uh, you know, pops up. And then uh, also a couple paraprofessionals that we could definitely benefit from uh, if we can find the right candidates. So if anybody knows anybody, uh, absolutely. Um, I guess we're, we are luckier at Chicopee Compton than a few of the other schools for sure. We are also doing well. Um, compared to some of the other schools. I definitely am still looking for a library of media tech, tech and there's a couple pair of jobs open, um, but we have been very uh, lucky with the support of the district and the support of Mr. Morton and Mr. Francis that we were able to increase our special ed teachers. Um, so we were actually able to, to get more teachers than we've had the last few years. So we're really, really lucky. Um, I'm very excited that they were able to do an emergency license and we were able to get a couple teachers and we we're trying to mentor them and help them and teach them. So we do have a couple spots open, but I know that there, you know, um, there's other schools that definitely need more positions and I don't know what the next years will bring as well. Thank you. Um, just, I don't know if I said it earlier, but I just wanted to thank, uh, obviously, the Comp and High staffs that are here today supporting us uh, as we present 
Um, yeah, a little bit stressful, you know, presenting. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I also want to thank uh, the incredible staff that we have at Chicopee Comp. Uh, and I'm sure and she could be high school as well uh, that it wouldn't be possible without a fantastic staff working with these students um, the caring the initiatives the energy um, it's not a one-person job by any means it's a, it's definitely a village and uh, you know we have a pretty good village uh, at, at Chicopee Comp so thank you so much and thank you the staff that are tuning in tonight thank you once again for having us Thank you. So we're gonna move on to the approval of minutes, 23-1-10. Move that the minutes of the regular meeting of the school committee held on January 4th, 2023 be approved. Mr. Gerard? Uh, motion to approve. Any discussion? All those in favor, it's a hand vote. Anyone opposed? Uh, motion passes. We're gonna move on to reports 23-1-11. Report on personnel action taken. I don't believe there's any retirements this evening, Mr. Superintendent. There are not. Okay, so we're just gonna take a hand vote. Any discussion on the, uh, the uh, report on personal action? And actually we don't need to vote on that. Uh, moving on to new business 23-1-12. Move that the transfer of funds totaling 90,000 uh, be approved. Mrs. Perrette? Motion to approve. Okay, discussion on that motion? Perhaps, Superintendent, you could expand on the reason for this transfer of funds, please? Uh, we are looking to add a family and community engagement facilitator district-wide and one Spanish translator interpreter uh, district-wide to help with interpreting services throughout the district. And one of our priorities is trying to increase uh, family and parent engagement in the, in the city. So we're trying to have a family and community engagement coordinator. Thank you. If there's no discussion, we can ask for a roll call vote, please. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. 10 yes. And the motion passes 23-1-13. Move that the bills warrant S010623, totaling $198,640.24 be approved. Mr. Wagner? Motion to approve. Okay, on that motion, Mr. Satella, will you read the warrants for us, please? Yes, I will. Um, there are two warrants submitted by John Myrecki, the Director of Budget and Finance. I will be reading the total of the two warrants, and we will subsequently vote individually on each warrant for its approval. For athletics, 9000 $854. Food services, $87,381. General expenses, $201,222. Grants, $157,366. Rentals, $23,350. Maintenance, $104,124. Uh, 
special education, $78,072. Student activities, $267. Mileage, $35. Transportation, $747,980. Telecommunications, $302. For a total of $1,409,973. Thank you. Any discussion on that motion? And if not, I would ask for a roll call vote, please. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. 10 yes. And the motion passes 23-1-14. Move that the bills warrant S011323 totaling $1,211,333.22 be approved. Mr. Doubt? Motion to approve. Thank you. Any discussion on this motion? If I can just speak for a moment, please. I, that's okay, right, Rebecca? Okay, thanks. Um, I just took notice of certain warrants uh, before signing them last Friday, and I'd just like to make mention of a few, if you would just indulge me here. We did, as a district, spend $36,000 on the Yonder Pouches. Uh, there's a lot of payments to Arnold's Meat, which I was really happy to see, because I love when we do business with Chicopee companies. And also, um, the superintendent mentioned Chicopee Fresh Beef earlier, and I've seen in the um, recent past some payments made out to McKinstry's Gardens, so I was happy to see us again doing business with Chicopee Businesses. Um, we paid $283.50 for a field trip to Westfield State University for some of our students. We, um, we spent $2,800 on cheerleading for uniforms. We bought a new book series for the library. I'm not sure exactly what school that was. We did spend $6,075 on STEM classroom materials. I know Mr. Shumsky would be happy about that. Yeah. We um, did some hospital tutoring that came to $335. We purchased new library doors at Chicopee Comp High School for $7,490. We had several payments for copy paper and each, there were seven different payments for copy papering alone, copy paper alone, and each one averaged $450. So we're making sure that our schools are all um, fully filled with copy paper. And we also spent almost $40,000 to um, the city of Northampton because we sent two, six students there, and that was their tuition. And they're all going to Smith Vocational, I believe. So we're taking good care of our students, making sure they're learning a lot. So thank you for listening. Um, unless there's any more discussion on this warrant, I would ask for a roll call, please. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. 10 yes. And the motion passes 23-1-15. Move that the memorandum of agreement between the Chicopee School Committee and the Chicopee Education Association Unit B be approved and the chairperson be authorized to sign. Mr. Barcelo? Motion to approve. 
Thank you. Any discussion? Mr. Lamoth. Yes, the, uh, this is required because we're making a change to what we normally would do. With a, if we had an interim position, it, it's spelled out in the contract that you can only be a, out of your position for a year and maintain your seniority and so forth and so on. But because this is a year and a half position, there had to be agreement between the union and the school committee, and that's what this is. Thank you for that explanation. Anyone else on the motion? Sarah, please. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. 10 yes. And the motion passes 23-1-16. Move that the terms of employment for non-union personnel be approved. Um, just to give a little background, we've added the Family and Community Engagement Facilitator in Non-Union Cycle 1, the Spanish Translator Interpreter in Non-Union Cycle 1, and the Maintenance Helper in Non-Union Cycle 3, and previously approved was the Crowd Support Personnel for Athletic Events in Non-Union um, Cycle 3. Okay, can we get a motion please, Mr. Lamoth? Motion to approve. On that motion, any discussion? I see none, so please, Sarah, roll call. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Ben, yes. And motion passes 23-1-17. Move that the following job descriptions be approved. A, Family and Community Engagement Facilitator. B, Spanish Translator slash Interpreter. C, Maintenance Helper Electrical. D, Maintenance Helper HVAC. And E, Maintenance Helper Plumbing. Mrs. Schofield, can we get a motion, please? Motion to approve. Any discussion, anyone? Mrs. Perrette? Just uh, with regards to the interpreter, I was surprised to see that the minimum requirement was a high school diploma and not perhaps a bachelor's because of the activity that is being asked of the individual with regards to the interpreting skills. I'm just not we, uh, customarily working with um, someone with, and I don't mean to be offensive, with simply the high school diploma with the uh, amount of activity that we're requesting of that individual with um, translating some documents and uh, facilitating you know, communication with staff and families that um, it seemed that it would be a little higher of the we actually mark uh, followed uh, other districts what their our standards were and and generally speaking a lot of our paraprofessionals do a lot of our interpreting the district currently do a lot of the work we're doing right now and that's the equivalent of what we're asking of our paraprofessionals in the district thank you anyone else okay that requires a roll call or excuse me a hand vote so all in favor of approving the job descriptions Anyone not in favor? Okay, and the motion passes. 23-1-18. Move that the following new courses be approved. Introduction to Data Science. B, Latin American History. C, Music and Social Justice. And D, Music and Sound and Film. Mr. Shumsky, please. Motion to approve. On that motion, any discussion? Mr. Lamoth? Um, these four courses, are they gonna be just um added to some other teaching duties or is it going to have to have new teachers? 
Uh, one of them is a four-year course is the mathematics that we're probably either teaching duties or possibly couldn't need a teacher, but the other ones are electives, the 2.5. Thank you. Anyone else? Mr. Barcelo? Yes, uh, can we ask our expert musicians over here to uh, just describe uh, what happens in uh, courses that uh, are being proposed, uh, music and social justice and music and sound and film. We welcome you to the podium, uh, Mr. Carr. Thank you for answering Mr. Barcelo's questions. Hi there, how's it going tonight? Uh, we're excited to talk to you later. Those two courses were proposed at Chicopee High um, under our new band director. Her name is Sam Franchosa. She's fantastic. She and Mr. Kagan um, surveyed the entire school at Chicopee High and said, what are you students interested in learning at, at your school? And sent out a Google form. They got 700 responses. And those were the two top um, things that their students wanted to learn about. And so then Sam uh, and Mike collaborated to write course descriptions and put them into the program of studies to get that um, to function well. I helped them with that a little bit this year. And those are two classes that the students asked to run through these forms. And they're both very passionate about in terms of um, bringing them to our population and to give students what they want to learn about. So um, they'll serve to replace uh, what they're currently teaching in Music Exploratory, which is very, very open-ended um, and was almost designed to have a course like this replace it that's more specific and tailored to the students that we have in the building. Sure. Uh, Can you speak into the microphone, please, Mr. Barcelo? Thank you. Uh, the, uh, the course development, uh, what was the timetable? I mean, you, you said that the students wanted something like this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, how long did it take to get this thing from the beginning stages to, to now? And also, is it an elective and is it open to other students that are not music students? Yes, so the timetable was this, we talked about it at our first meeting um, when they got hired, that Sam and both Sam and Mike were like, what are the courses that we offer here? Can we change them? Can we tailor them to the school? I believe they put out the survey and you're gonna, I can't, speak exactly, but I think it was in October or late October, early November. Um, so the planning for multiple different options had been done from September to late October, November, and then the options were put out and we had descriptions for like four or five courses just to be safe to see what they wanted to learn. Those were the two that won, so then we fleshed those out even more um, to meet the requirements of the forms that we had to fill out and then we presented them and here they are. Um, the second part of your question, remind me what, what you asked. Oh, I just, if, if, if it's open to all students. Oh yes, it is. So I believe anyone can elect it in the, in the building. You don't have to have, both of these are non-playing courses. So you don't have to have any prior experience with music um, to play them. You just have to be willing to go and enjoy being there and participate. Great, thanks a lot, yeah. appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Any other discussion on the approval of these new courses? It requires a hand vote. All those in favor? Anyone opposed? And the motion passes. 23-1-19. Move at the request from Chicopee Comprehensive High School for 35 students to travel to Washington, D.C. March 30th, 2023 through April 2nd, 2023 be approved. Mr. Zatella? Motion to approve. Okay, uh, any discussion about, oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> 
We're back. We figured, we figured we'd tell you more about it because I submitted all those forms, so that doesn't quite encapsulate what this means to our students. And so I want to introduce you to my drum major, the, which is like the top person, the person that runs the band. Um, when I'm not there, she conducts at all of our football games. This is Chloe Gallopo. She's a senior. Um, and I just wanted her to tell you a little bit about what last year's trip meant to you and why going bigger on this trip um, really helps our students and what it can bring. So this is Chloe. Hi, good evening everyone. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to elaborate more on what these trips like can do for the community and our band in particular, just to kind of give more insight on the concept. Um, I just prepared a little something. So in simplest terms, I'm a leader, a role model, a teacher, and a conductor, um, and all the musical technicalities that tend to follow with that. Um, in order to do this, I have not only had to learn a completely w different way to understand music, but I was also tapped to adapt and allow myself to take charge, get loud, and learn how to be uncomfortable and embarrassed, but not shy away from my job and those responsibilities. Being accountable of yourself and 40 other students is hard for any teenager. Um, it is more consequential than I ever would have anticipated. With that in mind, we're here to talk today about our trip to Washington, D.C. Um, and explore as a band why we want to take these risks to compete and what leaving Chicopee can really do for us. So I can honestly and proudly say that being part of the band and doing this through high school had saved my life. Um, I think it would be very different if I did not pursue this passion. Um, when I started playing, I was very ill-prepared and I didn't think that high school band would really be something for me. Um, and I just realized as I've grown and as I earned this position and auditioned for a drum major and learned music like this, how important it is for people to realize that they can go beyond the classroom and we can really grow this program so extraordinarily. So our band is filled with like plenty of kids like me with bright personalities, unbridled talent, a great sense of humor and compassion that is nothing like I've ever seen before. And then that also follows with this competitiveness and this drive to learn. And competing and performing is our outlet. Succeeding in a competition like the one we intend to compete in this April will make us just feel so much more fulfilled. The pride that helps teenagers become successful is what helps us become future leaders and community members. And it just gives us that push of you can do this and you got this. Um, just on a more relevant note for me as a senior, these competitions and our excursions are something we can put on our resumes and our college applications. I know me and a bunch of my friends who just submitted college applications like early are hearing back and we're hearing back from these great schools that are giving us feedback specifically from what we do in the music program. So we're hearing from colleges like Wheaton College, Worcester Polytechnic Institute, Western New England, Elms College, LaSalle University, and plenty more that what we learned here in the band is giving us something so well-rounded for. So 
it's just to think of it like we are these community members too and to give teens the opportunity to travel like this and learning self-discovery in a different way through these programs is just it's extraordinary um so not only will we be representing the state the city and the school but we are representing ourselves through this and it's a lot to put yourself out there um just to reflect, as we left to go to Boston in March 2022, um, I was elated. It was so exciting. Um, and I look back at pictures, and as I think we have this opportunity to do it again, you just see how many friendships were formed. You can see it as people came out of their comfort zone and just all of a sudden had this completely new idea of what we can do like under these circumstances and it made them want to do it again. And I don't think there's any way we can't do it again. Um, so there was just so much pride in bringing that back home, and especially being able to look at Mr. Kerr and see the program we've worked so hard for work so well. Um, and I just think, like, overall, the hard work deserves to be recognized. I have put my blood, sweat, and tears into this program over the last year and a half, especially after becoming drum major. Um, and our good work last year was handed to us almost on a silver platter, but for us it was a clear trophy that said Spirit of Boston. And um, for those who were here last year, and just to recap, Basically, the Spirit of Boston Award is one to show merit, goodness, and compassion for your other competitors. And we won it with our excitement for our fellow competitors that we were competing against and each other. And just this liveliness that being able to travel and see everyone gave to us. And I know I have every best intent to bring that award again back to Chicopee Comp and just to see how much we can improve with the time we've had since our first competition ever. And I just think Washington would be a fantastic experience for that and to be in such a place of history and just to see everything and live that is just going to be so fantastic. So thank you so much. <laughs> Mr. Barcelo. Uh, your passion is inspiring. Uh, it, it, it's really, it's uh, absolutely blown me away. Uh, if you are an example of the students that we are uh, educating and inspiring, you're inspiring me, obviously the system is inspiring you. Something's going on. But your passion is, is incredible. Uh, your journey of self-discovery is absolutely amazing. And I just want to compliment you, I, I mean, especially when it comes to the arts, which I have a passion for. When, when you're so deeply uh, involved in caring about the arts, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, I keep saying amazing, but it is. And, and the, uh, this is just another classic example of why MCAS is a flawed test, because the things that you're doing, not only for yourselves, but for your fellow bandmates in, in the school uh, community at large, uh, is just inspiring beyond belief. 
And again, you can't measure this on a test, okay? This is something that, that you, you desire and you're going after, and just thank you for everything. That was really beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Shumsky. Yes, I just want to echo my colleague Dave Barslow's comments, and I just want to say thank you. I also know that Kevin DuPont, who DuPont Middle School is named after, was a drum major back at Chicopee High School, and that's what started his service and then proceeded to his country. So I just want to say thank you for what you're doing, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Mrs. Perrette? Ms. Gallipo, you did a wonderful job speaking, and I at first thought that you were a teacher until Mr. Kerr introduced you as the student. So you did a wonderful job. You're very poised and speak very well. Thank you so much. Mr. Gerard? Thank you, Chloe. I just want to um, echo my colleagues here. Um, and I certainly, and the district does, uh, and I'm sure Mr. Kerr does, uh, appreciate your role as being a leader. And, not everybody can be a leader. And, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, certainly, uh, you have a bright future ahead of you. And, uh, you know, I expect first place when you guys come back. Mr. Lamoth. Thank you. Yes, I'd like to thank you for your presentation. And I'd like to just echo something we heard earlier tonight. We're looking for good teachers, so please think about it when you go to college. Well said. You put a big smile on everybody's face, Chloe. Mr. Superintendent, want to say anything? Thank you, no. David. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for your enthusiasm and for showing that um, this experiential learning is something huge. It is making a difference within the district. You are a product and a proven example of that. So we try to encourage these incursions, as you call it, uh, field trips. These are these feel-good field trips that actually bring a whole lot more. And I'm glad that you mentioned about the the relationships, the fun you were having, the, the, the whole social interaction, which to me is huge, what we miss doing the remote learning. So we're kind of getting back to the things we used to do before remote lear uh, learning, some type of normalcy, whatever that means. But you are a proven example of that and keep doing what you're doing. So I appreciate what, you've, what you're doing. And Mr. Kerr, you're an example to inspire the students that you're inspiring us. So thank you and keep up your good work also too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. If we can um, vote on this motion that our students, 35 of them, travel to Washington on March 30th through April 2nd, but they can't wait. Uh, it's a hand vote, so all those in approval? Anyone against it? Okay, thank you. Motion passes. 23-1-20. Move that the revised 2022-2023 school calendar be approved. Just a little background that we're trying to make previous before January 27th was the early dismissal day on the previously submitted calendar. Um, we're in the midst of, we have uh, put midterms and finals are kind of suspended right now. And so we have a committee that's talking about how we'll move forward. And we want to change the early dismissal day to a full day on January 27th. It just affects the high schools. Okay, Mr. Gerard, on that motion, please. Uh, motion to approve. Any discussion? Okay, all those in favor, it's a hand vote. Anyone opposed? Motion carries. We move on to our discussion topics, 23-1-21. The first one is Annie Berry, MSBA process, school visits. This was referred by the, the mayor's office. And, and I think the premise behind it, and I won't speak for the mayor since he's 
not here tonight, but we can continue to talk about it. But we're in the phases of looking at um, new construction buildings that have recently been designed for elementary schools. And we were talking about going to other districts uh, like Ludlow, West Springfield to look at the construction in either East Hampton, they see if they previously done it. Um, Privacy would have school committee go. We just want to make sure that we, uh, if we're having, if it's a quorum enough people, it might turn into a meeting, we would have to post. So there's a lot of logistics we have to work on. Um, we also would have to work to let that community know when we're coming because obviously I don't know if the buildings are open at night, whether we're doing it during day. There's a lot of different things we're looking at, but we're trying to look at um, <coughs> newly constructed schools for that phase for Barry Elementary School. If the committee would allow me, I did have a short conversation with Mr. Pease, the chief of staff at the mayor's office today. And he's, Mr. Pease is making sure that he really thinks it's important that our school committee visit an elementary school, a newly constructed elementary school in our area, because we haven't had an elementary school built in our city in a long, long time. We think that Stefanik was the last one. And thank you, Mr. Pease, for being in the audience this evening. Uh, we did talk again briefly, and we, we're not sure if we're going to be able to visit West Springfield, but I know Sarah's working on, hopefully, Ludlow. Um, we're not sure if the West Springfield school is, is ready yet for us to visit, but we are working on it as a committee. and. We'd like to educate ourselves and be able to go into that building and ask some questions and go from there. Is there what other discussion would take, like to take place this evening? Anyone else want to speak on it? I just want to add that MSBA will give us a list of schools too. They will also show us some models also too. So even if we do not get into newly constructed buildings, MSBA will help us with the process and show us construction the new constructions and different um, type of models and things and also will give us a list that we possibly can visit too. Okay, thank you. Anyone want to speak on it? Mr. Lamath? Are we going to send like the facility subcommittee or are we going to do a lottery? How are we planning on sending people here? Why don't we leave that to the mayor's office for Mr. So it's up to the whole committee to figure out how we're going to handle it. Is that something we should be talking about this evening or can it be done? Okay, so what other input would like school committee members like to give? Pertaining to that, would you like to continue, Mr. Lamoth? Well, I think there should be four or five people that are, that are, if they're showing interest, we should figure out how many we can send and figure out who wants to go, first of all. And, I mean, we don't have to decide tonight who's going because we don't have anything booked, but we should submit some sort of interest to the superintendent so he can pass it along so that they know who's interested to go. Should I ask for a show of hands as to whom would express an interest in going? There are five members, maybe six of the facility subcommittee, but we wouldn't want to exclude anyone else. So I see three hands going up on my right, and I see three on my left. I'm interested, so. Should we make a motion to put it on for the next uh, meeting? Hold on one second, the attorney, Becky. Thank you. Ms. So, Bouchard, yeah. um, Ms. Lopes, I'm sorry. Sarah's trying to record the, the folks who have their hands up, and even though you can see them back here, we can't really see. So if you are interested, if you could raise your hand so Sarah can take your name down, that would be awesome. Thank you. I think we should um, identify a, a school in a district and then get back to those folks who are interested 
depending on what the district can do to accommodate the visit. Sounds like a great plan. That's excellent. Anything else having to do with this subject matter? If not, we can move on to 23-1-22. Insert internships curriculum was requested by school committee member, Mr. Donald Lamoth. Yes, I, uh, I, brought this up at the I brought this up at the last meeting. Um, I had seen in the newspaper that the city council had approved some internships and curriculum for uh, for our schools, but they never can, they never bothered to talk to us. So I'd like to invite uh, Mr. Winsphere, because he was prominent in the article, to come visit our curriculum subcommittee and explain what exactly it is that he's proposing, so that we can decide not not me personally, but the committee and the administration if we can fit it into our curriculum. I'm not opposed to it, but I think it should come through the school committee, not through the alderman. Thank you. Okay, anything else, son? No, that's it. <clears throat> Will you get in touch with? I'd like to, I would like to move, put this topic in curriculum. I'd like to make that motion to put it in curriculum so it's there. Okay. So your motion is, if you could just state it one more time for all of us, please. Put the topic of internships to the wastewater treatment into curriculum subcommittee. Okay, on that motion, any discussion? All those in favor? Anyone opposed? Motion passes. And just want to clarify, you want Mr. Winsphere invited to that meeting also? Well, he's the one that was prominent in the newspaper article of what he was doing with it, so I want to understand why, okay. what he's doing with just it. Just want to make sure he gives the invite when we have I, it. I mentioned it to you, and you knew nothing of it. I mentioned it to the high school principal, and I mentioned it to the curriculum, the uh, vocational director. None of us were aware of no, it. No, nobody was aware of it. So, you know, it's like if it's going to come to the schools, we need to be aware. Received. really should have started by coming to us first, but. Okay, thank you. So that concludes our meeting for this evening. I ask Mrs. Perrette to dismiss us, please, by reading the, we are going into executive session. Move that the school committee adjourn into executive session for the purpose of approving executive session minutes and to conduct strategy sessions in preparation for litigation, and we will not return to the regular order of business. Sarah, please. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Ten yes. Thank you everyone for coming.